All right, here we go. Definitely take one. No, definitely not take one. But it's okay. Get in trouble. Guys, this might be why we're take 38. We start the podcast and he instantly grabs his protein shaker and he shakes it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, yes, episode two, you guys. Thank JB you. Squared. What? You got to let him know. What's the name? <laughs> okay, we're working on this. <laughs> working on our intros. JB Squared. 100%. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for the question and answers you gave us on Instagram. How many do we have to go over? We have too many to go over. So what do you want to go over today, right? And let's break it down. What do you think? So we kind of got us outlined here some of these questions. So let's just break them down. I would say that kind of if we put them into a group, all the different questions we got, if you guys didn't get a question that you asked answered today, we will get to them. But today is pretty much mostly about mindset and like approach to problems, workout, competition, stuff like that. Love it. Mindset is huge. Huge. For sure. Definitely. So for you, I think all mindset's going to start with some kind of what are your practice and principles like lead up to that. So I want to know, Miss Jessie, JB Figure Extraordinaire, how do you continue to stay motivated and get up every day to work out? Yeah, you know, truthfully, I I love working out. I do. It's like my one of my favorite parts of the day. And what do you love about it? Uh, you know, I love everything. I love the accomplishment of it. Mm. I love the feeling when I'm working out. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to do a hard workout every day. I'm not like you don't sucking wanna, wind. You don't want to be laying on the floor every day. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes I feel like that, and you know, sometimes I don't feel like that. So <laughs> I guess I just love I love doing stuff. Yeah. 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 And varying it up. And knowing you, you love a challenge, and you love to accomplish challenges, and I think that that has just continually been motivating. And the days that you don't feel like doing it, what does that look like? Yeah, so the days I don't necessarily feel like, you know, pushing hard or maybe like something hurts on my body from jujitsu or just sore, I love steady state cardio. Mm. So I wake up every morning with my dog Chev and we go out for a 30 minute steady state walk where I just breathe through my nose, listen to a podcast, and I just enjoy myself. God, can you imagine if you had like an amazing husband to make you some pre-workout before that? <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. So... Rewind. Um, right. Before that, Jordan always wakes up and he makes me pre-workout because I love something caffeinated before I do my steady state cardio. Yeah, and for you guys like listening, Jess and I both utilize this. We we treat this with the kids as well. Anytime that like let's say you don't really feel like doing something and you can put some kind of catalyst, some kind of reward on the front end or the back end, it'll just act as leverage for you to be able to actually get done what you don't necessarily feel like doing. Yeah, very true. Very true. So yeah, I love I love pre workout. I've been drinking it for like what? How many years now? Too many. <laughs> I remember the first scoop, you guys. Yeah, I, I never remember. did caffeine, and then someone's like, "Here, try this." Man, I think like the first one was Jack 3D. It was. I, it was when nothing else was out. Nothing was out. Because we opened the gym in 2009, and that was like right about when pre workout came out. And I was like pretty strongly against pre workout for yeah. like a long period of time. <laughs> we just, were. Just be like, uh, have you heard about this or that? And I just. It wasn't for me, and I think the reason it wasn't for me is because I hadn't tried it. Yeah, and now we love it. Redcon is our favorite pre-workout. Yeah. My and favorite flavor is bubblegum. That's it. And this is definitely, that's that's not for you guys out there. <laughs> you don't want bubblegum flavor. I'm just going to let you know. Green apple's delicious. Sour candy's good. He goes with Rainbow the same candy. flavors all the time. Yeah, I'm a creature of habit, that's for sure. I try every new flavor. Yep. 
she that's actually Jess's probably favorite thing to do is to not have any consistency of flavors bingo yeah yep Constantly. that's so true <laughs> yeah so I uh I say I vary it up that's what I like to do I love to do something every day not necessarily the same thing every day and that's why I love our programming at the gym to be honest yeah for sure I think one of the things too that is really like important for you as I watch you through time is just how much um reminding yourself to have fun always yeah you know and don't dwell on like the numbers like man i gotta get this number i gotta get this squat number this deadlift number or i gotta i gotta look a certain way by this date because i tell you what we've been working out for a lot of years now and you can't get wrapped up in that you just can't because you want to focus on stuff you want to like pr right like hit personal records on things those are important but there's more than just how much you're lifting there is hey did you PR feeling like lifting? Did exactly. You, did you PR your box jobs? Did yeah. you PR stretching? Did you PR, um, you know, doing an accessories? You're doing curls and you got one more curl or right. whatever it is. So like you're, you're saying like look for the positives gotta in every find workout. It. In every workout. Yeah. Maybe you had like five hours of sleep that night. Right. And so just getting to the gym is a PR. That's right. And in <laughs> fact, like I say that all the time. I say <clears throat> it's impossible. I PR everything. I will find a reason to call something a PR because I just keep an optimistic yeah. mindset for it. So let's say, like you said, I got four hours of sleep. Well, when I go work out, this is my best four hours of sleep workout. Yeah, so right? sure. And, and we can tell you that just from experience because, you know, running a gym since, what, 2009, yep. you got to look for those positives. Gotcha. You really have to. And I think it keeps right. it fun. It does, and it compounds to consistency. Right. If you're going to go do something for an extended period of time and it's not fun, then you're not going to do it for an extended period of time. Yeah. Okay, so what do you say to somebody who is struggling with that, waking up every day and doing something? I would say start with a less complex problem, right? So, like, if we're thinking I'm going to go and i got to work out and i got this and do I have the right shoes, do I have this, i got start with less complex problems and find victories right so maybe your first day going to the gym means that you show up you go inside you walk on a treadmill for five minutes and you leave okay so are you saying do that every day or should we just should they a few times a week yes good question so there's a difference between maybe starting and then once you've already built kind of a base of consistency and so if i'm just starting something new start with small victories and uh you're going to start and you're going to go, all I got to do is just show up today. Okay. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do something small. And it will be and not so much, and this is all of our tendency, <laughs> is not so much that when you go to do it, it becomes the hardest workout that you've had in a while. Yeah. Because what's coming the next right. day? Right. Exactly. Actually, we can attest to that. We've been on vacation. Well, we've been traveling for like, what, the past couple weeks? Yeah. Yep. We've been working out, of course, but it's, it's different when you're not, you know, doing the same thing you've been doing in the gym and so we got back what monday and we worked out and we're so sore so sore that's right (laughs) but we still continue to do something every day we just kept it a little bit lighter that's right and the newer you are for a mindset out there is it takes time to develop established recovery patterns in your body whether that be how your body is like pressing the blood flow how it's removing the toxins it takes time so when you first work out and you do anything hard you're going to get this giant inflammation in those muscles just like if you cut the surface of your skin and it's going to get inflamed in the next couple days it'll be very tender you won't want to touch it your muscles are the same thing so make a small cut in the muscles that are going to recover quickly not a giant gash wound in the muscle that's going to take a long time so basically you could say if you are new to 
fitness, you're starting off, you know, you start slow, maybe do something a little bit every day. But then I guess you could also say, since you're talking about that, is focus on stuff outside of the gym too to recover. Absolutely. So make sure you get enough sleep. Make sure you drink enough water. Huge. Make sure that you, you know, you don't have to change your diet right away, but maybe add in a little more protein to help uh, replenish those muscles. That's right. Proteins can be super important for that. The analogy we always use, right, is the... Your protein is like bricks building a brick house. And then your carbs are like the workers, and the mortar is often the fat, right? right? And so if you have too much mortar, you're gonna have a giant mess, right? AKA more fat than you need. And if you have too many workers, you'll have a bunch standing around doing nothing, AKA you'll end up storing that as fat as well. So you wanna make sure you got a lot of bricks in the house. Right, how much protein should somebody get? You know, I mean, there's a lot of opinions out there. It seems to be one, gram per pound of body weight is just a nice nice clean answer that's what you started with me like i don't know what five years ago maybe yeah years ago yeah so when i first i've been doing fitness i've been working out for a long time yeah not so much focusing on my diet for uh i mean i ate okay when you said okay but i definitely didn't get enough protein yeah for sure so jess um years back was actually a vegetarian you guys should have heard that on the first podcast but uh so then when she started actually eating a little bit more protein what happened next was she worked out and she was always a little bit smaller framed but wasn't super hard so like when you hard as in her muscles looking super hard so like when you guys see her on ig and stuff and you think oh those are just genetics well we were talking about this the other day there's there's no such thing as genetics Right, and I'm not saying people don't respond better to stimuli, right. but the genetics is the outcome of a consistent stimuli and how your body receives it. But if you eat like garbage and you don't do anything, I don't care who you are, at some point you're gonna look a far worse version than you would otherwise. Right, or you could say what you told me, right. that I wasn't living up to my potential. That's exactly so it. So you might, you might look good, right. but if you're not really doing everything you could, you might not be living up to your, your potential. Absolutely, and I remember the exact conversation. And, and so I said, I. <laughs> Yeah, right, and I said, baby, I love you. You look amazing, I'm super proud of you. I just see all the hard work that you put in physically in the gym, and I do believe that you would get far superior results if you just small, just a small amount tweaked what you paid attention to diet-wise. Yeah. And so, you know, that was a little overwhelming for me because I was like... She, I, she took it. She received it I, well, guys. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I what do you like, mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I work out so I can eat what I want, you know? So I think a lot of people feel like that. It's like, yep. I put all this time in the gym. I want to eat what I want. And I say you still can eat what you want. Yep. For myself, what I did, I probably didn't tell you, but I was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna let that sink in a little bit. And then what I did was like for the next three days, I just tracked how much protein I ate. Right. And so I didn't even like gram it out. I just was like, okay, I had two eggs or I had a chicken breast. And then I gave it to you, remember? And you like added up, added yep. it up. And I was getting maybe was like 60 grams. 50, 60 grams. Yeah, yeah. maybe 60 grams of protein a day. Yep. And I weigh about 135 to 140. And so... Right there was like, well, Jesse, you're working out and getting nowhere with your muscle. Yep. And so that kind of opened my eyes. So I would I would suggest if you're out there and you don't look at your nutrition, just track your protein. And just for like three days, yep. don't change what you eat. Eat what you normally eat and then calculate that up to see if, oh, I'm not getting enough protein. Yeah. And then just add a little bit in. And if you like the results, then take that synergy and press forward. If you add it in for three weeks 
and nothing happens, well, at least you tried. Yeah. Something will happen, but the reason we say it like that is because sometimes it can seem daunting. Don't even approach it like it's something you got to do forever. Just test it out and let either the results speak for themselves or they won't. Sure. I mean, because you and I have tested out everything. Everything. You name it, we've We haven't it been vegan. I've no. been vegan for like an hour between eating meat, right? <laughs> yeah. He's a vegan with cheat meals. Yeah, that's right. Okay, um, I eat meat. No, but we have. We've. I've, I was a vegetarian. We've done the paleo diet. We've done keto. We've done zone, intermittent fasting. Intermittent zone, fasting. Warrior diet. Warrior diet. You um, name it. We have. We've tried everything. Yeah, we have tried a lot of stuff. Just why? We just want to see what happened. Yeah, and yeah. we're uh, we're currently trying something new, which we probably can go in on another. Podcast. Yeah. What do you think? I like that. We'll save a little bit more nutrition. So as I cycle back to the first thought, the new person, yeah. and I said you could just show up to the gym and walk for five minutes on the treadmill. Like if you come to one of our gyms, there's a lot of different parts, right? And there's different parts on everybody's when they go, whether it's an upper body split or a lower body split or whatever they got going on, you might have multiple things programmed. Well, instead of thinking like I have to max out everything I'm doing, just think I want to be moving on each of these sections. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So if I'm going to go do some curls and I want to do tw- you know 15 curls, I don't have to use the heaviest weight I can for 15. Yeah. I could just do 15 with 50% of what I feel like I can hold on to because right. starting to move, again, we don't want to make a giant gash in the muscle. You just want a small gash. Yeah. You guys hear the dog shaking the ears in the background? So we got the dog shaking and Brody is literally dancing in the background. I'm yeah. telling her to get out. That's All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so guys, again, if you're if you're new to this, you know, start start with small steps. But what about if you're like mature in the fitness yeah, game? Yeah, been mature in your fitness game. What if you're looking to compete? I know we had a question about what's our competition mindset. So let's let's go to the mature athlete or somebody who has been doing this for a long time and wanting to compete. Yeah, for sure. So even before we like get to the full thought process of competition, I'm curious for you if you don't feel like working out that day or, or what would advice be for somebody who works out regularly and then life got a little bit busy and they managed to miss, you know, like a week or two. Yeah. When they come back, what's that look like? Yeah. Okay. Well, for myself, um, how do you get back? Yeah. I was going to say, you know, I've had to take some time off, but if it's been like, uh, you know, a minor health thing or an injury or something that it's like, okay, you need to rest a little bit. Mm. Uh, maybe like max a week, but you know, what I try to do if I'm out, if I know I'm going to be out of the gym or something pops up, for myself, I tried to make sure my diet's on point. Mm. So if I'm like, okay, I can't make it to the gym for three days, well, I'm going to do the best I can in my nutrition. Yeah. Because that makes me feel good, honestly. Right, right. But, I mean, it might not happen, but that's my goal. So and, if you're at like 90% in the gym normally and 90% the diet, 90% recovery, if you know that you can't be in the gym for a little bit, you're going to be 100% diet and recovery absolutely. as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, that's, that's the main goal. It doesn't right. always happen, but that's at least what it, in my head, I think. Um, and then when I come back to the gym, for myself, I try not to compare myself to myself two weeks ago mm. or to maybe my training partners. You know, I think, okay, you were out of the gym for a week. Your body takes, it needs time to yeah. get, like, back to where it was. And I just, after, you know, so many years, we kind of just know, like, all right, we're going to go in. We're going to do something. We haven't done anything for a week, so a little bit's better than nothing. Right. And then I just go right back into my routine, and I maybe just volume it down a little bit or the intensity. Yeah, so. yeah that's a great point, especially on training partners. <clears throat> or if you don't have a training partner and you go to a gym and you know certain other people in the gym, 
you want to make sure that 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 process is always an edifying process right so like if i'm working out with a buddy of mine and both of us are really close on a squat and we're both trying to challenge each other and that may that brings out the best in us awesome if i've missed a couple weeks and now a buddy i used to have and that's not going to bring out the best in me well i can see him and go like hey great job man i'm excited to see what you're doing and i can use the fact that he's in the gym and he's a friend and now i have uh, i'm in an atmosphere where i have a friend well that can just be edifying enough i don't have to compete on that movement that day yeah right um or you just go into a gym period and if you don't have any friends or anything else specifically in that then definitely don't worry about trying to match up with anybody else because it won't be edifying right so no matter what you're doing keep a positive mental attitude and be proud of yourself for getting back in the gym because it's just as much of an accomplishment to go to the gym 365 as it is for something in life to knock you off task for 30 days yeah and then have the fortitude to get back into the gym yeah i mean and don't get us wrong we definitely have our, i mean i have my moments where i'm like why can't i do that you know and right. it's brief though but i then tell myself i have to instantly go jesse you were out of the gym for this long or you haven't been doing this you know calm down yeah. it'll come back and you might have heard us say this before, but like Jess and I have, even though we don't like use the same weights and workouts, because you know I'm physically stronger than she is, and she's physically faster than I am, uh-huh. right? Um, it doesn't stop us from being accountability partners for working out. Yeah. And even if we don't work out at the same time, let's say I don't feel like working out that day, she's going to be like, hey, what you doing? Yeah. Um, yesterday I was really busy. I'm getting ready to go back to Ukraine. I had a bunch of stuff going on. It was towards the end of the day. I had like an hour max. And she's like, hey, are you working out today? Right? And I was like, yeah, I think so. She's like, well, I love you, and I think you have just enough time to go do something, go move a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Right? And and you're exactly saying to our point, you didn't have time to go to the gym. I didn't have to go to do this 100% of right. what I would love to do. But didn't you feel better? That you 100%. Did yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I went outside, did a little bit with our son, um, got about like 30 minutes of working out in, was still able to uh, mentally check that off. So yeah. I I've got zero missed days in my mind right now yeah. what I got going on. Yeah. Absolutely. It's pretty awesome. Absolutely. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I would just say, and I think that mentally helps to do something every day. So that's another thing. If I know I can't make it to the gym, I'll at least, like I said, I walk every day. Yeah. And and I really love it. And so at least in my head, I check that box. And I think that holds my me accountable to myself. Absolutely. And I look at it, you know, when we look at motivation, period, if you treat it similar to like investing, right? So let's say I were, and we'll just make an arbitrary example for the sake of, of us all kind of collectively learning together. If I were to put $100 into an investment and that investment gave me back $120 and I make 20%, I'd be like, that's awesome. That's how you have to look at working out. You're gonna invest and then you're gonna see how your life feels better, how yeah. your body feels better, how your, your thought process feels better. And it would be crazy to know that you could put your money into something and then get this great return and not put your money into it. And that's what we often do in life is we forget to invest in our body and then we're not getting the returns that help us with all these other things um what is that thing you say about um either you're gonna be in pain now 100 percent. yeah there's a quote he always says so a lot of people when they think of working out you know we've all considered and thought this as well as like i'm gonna be in pain after i work out false you're gonna be in pain no matter what 
You're going to be in pain either from working out and progressing forward, the soreness that can come with that, the occasional boo-boos and injuries that will come with that, or you can be in pain from the byproduct of not working out. And a lot of that is more than just, um, you know, your aesthetics. It can be stiffness. It yeah. could be you don't do anything for a long period of time, and then you get a small injury by a car wreck or you trip or whatever, and then your body doesn't know how to recover from stuff. And then last... You're going to be in pain from you're going to have pent up stress like everybody else, and you're just not going to be able yeah, to process that is so true. those stressors the same way you would as if you decided to front end your pain. So one of the things we like is choose your pain, choose it wisely. Yeah, so true. That's it. All right, what's next? What's next? So we look on here, um, and one more thing I say because Jess, I think, really loves working out all the time. I don't tend to love working out as much as her, but if you viewed that from the outside, you wouldn't know the difference. And the reason why is because I just, in my mind, I use my thought process and my beliefs and my identity to say this is what I do and therefore I go do it. So for some of you guys that don't feel motivated, don't worry about it. Discipline can be more important than motivation. If this is who you are, this is what you'll do. So, you know, my aesthetics took a long time to change as well, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was not born looking physically active in any sense. I had resiliency, but no no, you know, aesthetics to me at all compared to what it takes most people to get there. Yeah, so you're saying basically internally question yourself as to do I want to work out? Do I like working out? What's what's my, my motivation or what's my... Uh, why? Like, why do I right, want to work right. out? And What's so, my why, I guess? Exactly. And so for me, what happened was I stopped saying, I'm trying to get to my best aesthetics and fitness and whatever. And I just started saying, this is who I am. I am an aesthetic athlete. I'm a strong athlete. I'm a conditioned athlete. Yeah. This is who I am. Maybe not in my optimal best outcome, but I am this athlete. And now all my actions really back that. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, 100%. That makes sense. So, as your question before, let's talk about competition mindset and goal setting. Yeah, okay, so let me give you a scenario. Okay. Let's say you have a jiu-jitsu competition coming up in four weeks. We've had those, yep. How How is your training or your mindset going to change or does it change four weeks leading up to a competition? Yeah, so all the stuff that we were just talking about, right? Like, the consistency before that four weeks is just as important okay right so everybody always kind of thinks okay i have a fight camp or i have something coming up what you do the other 300 days of the year right i guess four weeks 300 and what is that 20 days what don't ask me i'm not gonna right 330 days actually (laughs) right what you do those weeks and the consistency you build is going to be the launching point for you to have this surge operation to get ready for the workout okay what if you don't have that much time yeah that's a great point then i think before you ever start i was thinking on this question earlier jess it's funny um and i knew that would come up is start on the front end and figure out what are your goals of signing up for this competition okay right and if your goals are it to be um i think they call this the spartan paradox which is i sign up for something therefore i have motivation to train for it i know yeah yeah i love that idea so if that's the goal awesome then this is where you're at you didn't prepare more for this 
YOLO. Let's go. Let's press forward regardless. Yeah. Okay. Right. So if those are your goals is to like use this as a way to pit yourself to continue to become even better. I love it as long as you have a goal that's coming after this goal. That's exactly what I was going right? to say. Because, so what, yeah, yeah, we've seen that uh, in the bodybuilding world. 100%. I've done a, quite a few figure shows and you see that you see the um, individuals that start a cut, you know, maybe like 12 weeks out. So they drastically change their diet. They drastically change their training plan, which then changes and get their results. entire life and get results. Yeah. They get great results. And then you see them maybe like a week or two after the show and you're, and they just they've burned out yeah or two months after the show and they've yeah. done nothing yeah and so i i don't i hate that for people it makes me sad yeah we, so work, we, we work really yeah. hard at the gym to not do that yeah right? how do we how do you prevent that yeah for one if you're using it as a launching point you're gonna you're about to go ham on your goals you're gonna fucking get it love it but you better have a game plan in place for the other side. So we often like to have people go ahead and figure out the week of the competition, even before they're going to go. And we do this for a couple mental reasons as well. Let's figure out what's next, what's after this. Yeah. What are you going to commit to now okay. before the post-meet blues right. show up? So have a plan in place already before the competition on what you're going to do after the competition. Got to. Got to. And one of the things Jess and I have always been able to do in years past, and I say always, so we'll say at least the last nine years, is we show back up on Monday. Oh, I'm telling you, that's the secret. Right show there. up on Monday. It show back up. Show back up. And you might be sore. You might yep. be... You might feel disgusting because you ate whatever you wanted and you didn't sleep and you drank, but show back up. You might be high-fiving and stretching, but show back <laughs> yes, up. That's so true. You know what I mean? Hey, congrats. Yeah. Great job. Super proud of your efforts or whatever. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And you might just be doing a little bit of something, hardly anything, yeah. but show back up. Show back up. And for myself personally, what I do is I like to have treats. I love treats. You know Jessie what I mean? I treats. love treats. So, like, for myself, leading up to a competition, I'm so strict on my nutrition. And so what I tell myself is, okay, you're going to be strict for four weeks or however many weeks we're planning out. And then once you finish that, you're going to stay strict Monday through Friday. And then maybe Saturday and Sunday you can allow whatever treats you've been craving. Right. That's what I do personally. Yep. Now, Jordan is like... He can be strict no matter what. He's not really driven by food, but I am, so. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I have a high amount, for whatever reason, I have a high amount of discipline, of self-sacrifice. Like, it just doesn't, I don't know. So, would you say maybe for you, it's the gym. It's showing back up. It's I'm going to show thing. up, yeah. And I, and I tell you what, I think you're exactly right that whether you're newer to this goal you're chasing or if you've been doing it for a long time, it is very easy post any competition to fall off. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you lost. Right. I mean, we've had that happen. I lost my last competition, yep. lost my second fight, and, uh, you know, it's easy to go, oh, I put all that work in for what? Right. But the thing is, is that we treat competitions like challenges or tests. That's right. And it's not the end of the journey. That's right. right. So it's like, okay. It's I've, a gas station. Exactly. Like, this is, I did great on this fight. This fight, I know what I need to get better at, and so that's my motivation to show back up on Monday is, okay, I know what I need to get better at. Let's yep. do this. Yep, and take the small areas that you wish you would have done better at, whether that's bodybuilding, powerlifting, um, you know, CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, whatever it is, there's going to be something that you're like, okay, I can hone my skills a little better in that area, and even if it's not a big output, get in on Monday and start edging that sword. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It sets the pace, I think, for the rest of 100%. your 
so journey. I like it. That can happen to everybody. So now that we have kind of a thought process that you don't want to fall off on the other side, and we're past the if I just got started in a sport, now yeah. we're looking at the... Sorry, I had asked. I wanted to know those answers. Yeah, that's great questions. And I think that we're going to have, obviously, people that fit into different stuff. And so, you know, hopefully we can serve as many people as possible in this answers, in these answers. And so the second is... Let's say you're at a higher level of sport. You are a established athlete in a sport. And so generally, what does that term mean for me? It means you've been doing a sport for at least one to two years. Yeah, I think that's a good baseline. Right, because yeah. there's going to be so many adaptations that happen in that first year that it's hard to say. So let's say you've been doing a sport for two years and um, you're preparing for it. Well, what you do those other 330 days create the patterns of recovery in your body to where now that you're going to surge it up a little bit in these four weeks leading up to you'll actually be able to recover if you haven't been consistent up to that point your body's going to have a hard time with a surge and you're probably going to get injured leading towards your competition right so you're saying like what we do is we do about 90 percent in training and diet Mm -hmm. and then when we have a competition coming up we ramp it up just 10 percent so our body is kind of Accumulate, that's acclimated right. to that. That's right. It acclimates to it. And the fact that you're not doing um, just one is going to increase your recovery even more. Meaning, so even though you're going up 10% in your training, you're getting 10% more strict on your diet. Got so it. therefore, it's going to help reduce your total inflammation and increase your recovery. Okay, I have a question. Then. Yeah. Why don't we go 100% all the time? Yeah, it's a great question. It's hard to know when you're being Icarus, right? It's hard to know when you're flying too close to the sun. And so, you know, if you're in training at 100% for an extended period of time, there's a high, high likelihood you're going to get injured. And if you get injured, now your results are going to be far worse. So back to economics real quick. If I have $100 and I lose $40, I just lost 40%. But to get from $60 back to $100, that's two-thirds, right? That's not just going up 40%. You have to now gain 40 of 60, which is two-thirds. You have to gain 66%. So for you guys out there that I'm sounding a little rain managed to, right? (laughs) This is how Jordan's brain works. What it means is to go backwards in your progress it takes far more to get back to where you are and to progress forward than it does to just consistently figure out how to make progress without destroying your body. And so here's one more analogy. How much gas do I need to drive 100 miles? Well, I need 100 miles of gas, right? If I'm trying to constantly make that perfect, what happens when I hit a traffic jam? What happens if I have to take a detour? What happens if uh, it starts raining and now the conditions have changed? I don't want to drive 100 miles of gas 100 miles every day. Eventually, there's going to be variables that are going to cause problems. I want to drive... 100 miles with 150 miles of gas so I have enough surplus and I know that's not 90% but this is for analogy sake I want to have a surplus so when things pop up I'm prepared to be able to make an adjustment makes sense that makes sense absolutely okay
Yeah. And mentally, you're not going to be able to be at 100% all the time. That's well, yeah, unrealistic. That's, I mean, that's very true. You, right. you might think you can. I've thought that before myself yep, because yep. I just love doing stuff. Yep. And so you've really helped me with that because... Um, and it becomes synergistic. You, yeah. start, you start feeling excited. You yeah. do even more. Do. And then... And then you pop a tendon. Yeah. Right, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> then you fly too close to the sun and you come on back down. Very and, true. And now you're just playing recovery. So, you know, there's three different kind of systems that we're thinking about. There's your body. How's your how's your muscles going to recover? How are your energy systems in your muscles going to recover? Your third one you're looking at is your neuroendocrine system, right? And so that is literally how does your body take in stress and how is it going to respond to stress? Okay, backtrack. What were the three again? The three were physically, right? So in your muscle, how is your muscle going to recover from this, including your tendons? Right then, inside of the muscles, you have your energy systems. How are your energy systems going to recover from okay. this? So, if you think about it like this, your muscle is like your car, and your energy systems is the gas inside of that okay. car. Right then, last is can the driver stay awake to ah. drive this car alert? And that driver awake is your neuroendocrine system. Right, okay. and it's like if you drink a bunch of caffeine, you release more epinephrine, or epinephrine into your bloodstream. I probably release a lot. Yeah, release a lot. <laughs> if you're constantly challenging your body, and your body thinks it's fighting a saber-toothed tiger every single day, it's not going to put out the same way. Okay, so basically, you're saying, which I think ties into it, your muscle, your energy, your hormones, or Absolutely. how you feel ties into your composition neuroendocrine mindset. is hormones and neurotransmitters. Yeah, so that ties into like what my mindset feels like. That's right. And if you're staying ramped up all the time, guess what you're not going to do? Be able to come back down and recover. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So now explain to me the competition mindset that you have going into a competition. Yep. So in the same way, we want to allow our body to catch up to this in order to prepare for it. So what we generally do, let's say we're taking jujitsu. Uh, four weeks out, the first week, if there's four practices, one of those practices will be at a very competition pace, competition level mindset for us. Okay, yeah, exactly. Right? We go in, every every role, every match is going to be like, this is competition. That's rolling. it. You let your training partners know, like, hey, the plan is yeah. we try to kill each other. Right. Max effort. We're not learning. We're not um, drilling. drilling. We are implementing what it is we plan to do in the competition at its max effect. That makes sense, yeah. That's right. And then maybe the other three days you're working on, still you're working on skills or something new or something to aid what it is you felt like you were deficient in yeah, in the one exactly. competition day you're like i kept getting stuck here i kept getting stuck here yeah. so now you use the other three days to help with that then three weeks out you make two of those days competition style right all right two weeks out three of those four days will be very competition style and then four weeks out being wise three to four dependently see how you feel because again your brain might not be able to to ramp it up or you might even drop it back to two days okay. of the two right That's the last week the last week it just depends pay attention this week gives you the opportunity to keep pressing it up okay the week leading you mean the actual week of like monday yeah so the first week you do one hard day okay the second week you do two hard days yep, and the yep. third week you do you said three to four, maybe. That's right. And so that so fourth last week is week, competition week. Is yeah, what it is. that's oh, what I'm okay, saying. Okay, gotcha. So my my apologies. In my mind, that was kind of almost a five week question. No, right, yeah, right, four right. Weeks. That's right. Okay, so you are week of on this one. 
we're going to go super ham on the first part of it that week okay. in the beginning, right? And then generally, we'll either have a back off or maybe one more. But for Jess and I, we're normally done. If we're competing on Saturday, we're normally done on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay, question for you. This is what I asked you and we started training this way is how do you how do you know you did enough and how do you kind of feel about the nerves because you're always going to be nervous and when I get nervous I think well can I do more like what should I be doing more right now yeah so I think there's three main things that you need to have with you when you go into a competition one of those is a game plan for the variables that you can account for okay so that means like Instead of thinking everything has to go the way that I want it to go, you need to know what are you going to do in these different scenarios if this happens. Uh, should we write it out or should I you do. just think about yeah. it? Yeah, you keep a journal. Yeah, you write everything. Right. So I will write stuff the same way I would multiplication tables. So like if you guys know much about jujitsu, it's like, okay, if he pulls guard on me and closes me up in his closed guard, what are my left and right options from there? Yeah, exactly. And then if this happens, what are my left and right? And maybe that takes like an hour to write. Yeah all that down but this just helps remind me of what I already know right well and I put mine in my phone my notes right. last time because right. I don't like to write that much but exactly right yeah. but all that really does is gives you confidence that as variables pop up you have a game plan yeah therefore you don't have to fear in your mind what if this happens right so you can cut out the what if this happens okay by showing yourself that you have a game plan for what ifs. Okay, and right? what about the nerves then? Yeah, that's number two, right? Before we hit the nerves, let's hit energy system. Okay. So you finished working out on Tuesday and that was really hard, but now it's been Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's three days, and Saturday. What we like to do on Thursday, 48 hours out, is we do a big glycogen depleting workout. It's top secret. I'm not going to tell you what it is. What is is that? Tell people what what is glycogen depleting. Yeah, glycogen depleting. So if you imagine that um, like Monsters, Inc., you have a bunch of batteries that are stored inside of your muscle. Well, the more batteries you have stored up, the more your muscles can do a whole bunch of work, even without oxygen. And the short period of time that you're going to have some of these matches, like a five-minute fight and a rest and another five-minute fight, you're going to use oxygen, but you're going to primarily for all your really explosive, all your scrambles, all of the you're in a dangerous spot and you have to ragdoll somebody or they're trying to ragdoll you or whatever's going on, you need storages of batteries in place for that. Because if not... You're gonna blood sugar's gonna drop. Anybody it. ever had that happen? Yeah, you're gonna I start have. swirling. <laughs> you start swirling. You look up. You look at like your coaches. You be like, "Hey, man." You feel like you can move, but you just can't move. <laughs> There's a dart in your neck, yeah. right? So you're gonna definitely. You want to have your energy there. So we always 48 hours out. This is part of our nerve management as well. Is we make sure we do a workout that's gonna deplete the glycogen, which means take it down. Therefore, your body's going to kind of super compensate it back up. Right. What day do we do that? We do that on Thursday before Thursday. Saturday. So 48 gotcha. hours out. Exactly. Yep. And what is the workout? Well, it's secret. I'm not going to tell you because it's our, it's our gym secret. You need a clearance. Yeah, that. that's right. You have to have a clearance for that. Come train with us. <laughs> um, but here is what... Give them a hint. Here's something you can put into tip. yours. Yeah, a little tip. Don't do a workout that's going to tear a bunch of muscle fibers. Do a workout that's going to require energy, but it's not going to tear fibers by lowering a lot of weight. The eccentrics generally do most of your tearing. So don't tear your muscle fibers up. Just deplete your batteries. Got it. Okay. Yep. Don't make yourself sore. That's right. Just get a workout in. Exactly. Like Good a, move. A high heart rate. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. High, very uh, anaerobic, but high heart rate gotcha. with enough total duration to be a surplus for your challenge you're about to have at hand. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. And then number three. The nerves. The nerves. For starters, clarify to yourself what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. If you're just going to win and your only thought process is, I have to win, unfortunately, I don't have a great mindset that can help you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because that's not how we do it. It doesn't work. Um, and there's too much fear associated because if yeah. all you're worried about is winning or losing, then that will hold hostage your decision matrix. Your yeah. brain is not prepared to regularly focus on what it needs to focus on. And so for us, it's not about winning and losing. It's about making sure that you earn your respect you earn your peers' respect, you earn your team's respect by 100% going out on your shield. Yeah, agreed. That's it. I mean, because if you can think about if you've, like for myself, if I've watched you compete or I've watched one of our other teammates compete, for me it's not about, okay, they won. It's about, wow, that was a fight. What's they, the effort look like? What, what did it look like? That's you it. know, And honestly, the best fights are when you're down and you're watching that person and they're just fighting through it and they get it and you're just like, man, that's incredible. That's it. You know, what's impressive to us and I think it's what's impressive to all men and women is heart, period. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Like so, my favorite fight so far I've had is I was caught in a triangle and I was able to get out of that triangle mm-hmm. choke and then submit her, but it's like, it, it was it because was it was easy. a struggle. Yeah, it, was it, wasn't an, it wasn't an easy match. And yeah. Just like you, you've had some... Heinous matches. <laughs> For whatever Whoa. reason, I only draw this dog guy. Fights. This guy did like a an alligator barrel roll. How many rolls yeah. did you do to get out of a, a choke? Yeah, he was trying to strangle me. I had to go. But if he just, you know, it's just if you look at other people and if they win easy, it's just, it's not the win that matters. Yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's the heart, right. it's the effort. And we can admire both. If you yeah. go in and you have like a fantastic skill set as people, Absolutely, and yeah. you do something super incredible skill set wise, that's equally admirable. Right. And if the skills are close. Even if you lose, make sure that person remembers you. And if that's your mindset, yeah. right? Like that's one of my jujitsu mentors, Paulie, told me early was he said, look, don't go to win. Don't go to lose. Go to earn respect. Go to be remembered. Absolutely. And I have always put that forward as what we teach our kids as well. Yeah. It's like you go and you know that you 100% fucking went for it. Right. And if you do that. And because we're not saying, like, of course we want to win. Trying but, to. But, like he said, with, with your brain, your brain can get a little crazy. And so you have to have certain pathways yep. to train your own mental mindset yep. to go, yes, I want to win, but this is why I'm going. I'm, well, there's that's right. There's yeah. two ways to look at it, too. Yeah. There's I don't want to lose, and then there's I'm trying to win. Yeah. And those are not the same thing. 100%. Right? So a lot of people are afraid to lose. Right. They're not trying to win. Yes. And it sounds similar, but Jess and I and the kids and our mindset period is, I am going and I am trying to fucking win and I'm going to earn respect. I don't care if I lose. They're not the same thing. And I can see how it sounds paradoxical, but it's not. Go to win, but more importantly, go and know that when you lay your head down that night, that there is nothing else that could have been done. Yeah, agreed. I think so. I think that's exactly absolutely how, we how do we teach the kids that? Yeah. Well, you know, what's pretty awesome about competitions is you typically don't always win. That's so right. you're gonna have failures. That's and right. so just like us as adults, the kids have had failures, right? Yeah. And so what's what's pretty awesome is that through every failure, 
they've they've learned so much for sure and how do we like teach so them that? We, because right? it sucks yeah. to lose like what do we help how, what do we say to our kids yeah you know it's interesting the kids went with us the first year i went um to a world championship level of jiu-jitsu i felt like my skills were really great i thought i was in great condition and i messed up uh kind of my energy process going into it made a mistake um thought i was eating more than i did then i backtracked it but anyways i went yeah, and just that's a story to tell later right, on yeah that we'll say that one for another day but i went out and in front of my parents jess's parents um one of our sets of partners damon and kate came out our kids were there i literally went out and got beat in the first round of the tournament that i thought i was going to win and all of our family came out and I was like, yeah. well, I love you guys. It is what it is. Uh, I know the mistake I made. And then fast forward, you know, a year later, um, maybe two years later for 2020 there, went to Pans and won a world championship yeah. level. Yeah. So what did I learn from it? Well, I took the mistakes. And so that's what we try to teach our kids. Yeah. The same thing. It's like, look, it is not about winning and losing. It's about can you give this true effort? And when you don't, we have two different things that happen actually. When they come off the mat and they win, what kind of stuff do we reinforce there? Yeah, you know, we say you had great sportsmanship, you gave it your all, you looked like you had fun. Yep. We ask them those questions. Hey, did you have fun? Did you and give even it your that, all? right? We yeah. say, what did you learn? Yeah, what did you learn? What do you feel like you still could have done exactly, different? Exactly, exactly. And then if they lose, what do we say? Hey, it sounds about the same because it is. For us, one of the first things we ask our kids hey, did you feel like you gave that your all? Right. And we'll let them give their honest answer. If not, then that's a separate uh, way that we'll address it. If it is, then we're like, good. We thought so too from watching it. We'd love to ask you guys. So since you truly gave it your all and that just managed to get caught or that person was able to beat you, what's your game plan moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. And just so you guys have a little background, as serious as we are about not taking competitions, you know, to the max, and we don't, we don't care if they win or lose. What do we do with those medals, we Jess? We throw every medal in the trash. Yeah, or we take it to the gym <laughs> yeah. that uh, that we train at just for their street cred purposes. Yeah, and because we, we want the kids to know, and we want ourselves to know that competitions—they're not the end of the road. They're not the end of the journey. They're they not. aren't. They just aren't. And if you win, that's fantastic. If you lose, that's also fantastic because. We don't want them to have the fear if they lost, oh my gosh, do I want to compete again? What if that happens? Or if they won, having yep. that anxiety, like, do I need to win again? Like, and when they were even younger, what would we do when they would lose? We'd, get them, we'd let them go pick out a toy or whatever they wanted from Target. Yeah, we wanted them to associate the effort and what was important over the outcome. Yeah. Yep. And Absolutely. so, yeah, we would reward them all the time. They would lose. We'd go, hey, you, you gave it your all. Awesome. Let's go get a toy because we're stoked about what you did or a, a smoothie or uh, an ice cream treat or whatever it is that we knew would be motivating for whichever child it was that was asking. Yeah. So basically you could say a lot of the competitions they do and we ask them, do you want to compete? That's and right. I don't think they've ever said they didn't want to compete. That's I right. can't think of one, one time, but I think, would you say we're training their mindset in the competitions? Yeah. We use the competitions to train mindset, not the other way around. We're not training for competitions. We don't care a ton about that. We care about character and we care about mindset. And so we, thankfully have yeah. competitions to do that yeah thankfully i mean and we do it with us as well i was gonna say we do it for <laughs> ourselves as well that's right it's pretty it's that's right so that's kind of our uh, in a nutshell that's our mindset and our way to approach it a figure out why it is you're doing it b figure out what outcome you want and winning and losing shouldn't be one of those it should be 
do I want to finish this and feel like I absolutely went like a savage and got after this? And then C, make sure that you celebrate the input that you had into that. Whether you win or lose, make sure that you're stoked. And then D, last, what's going to come next? Yep. How can I get back on? Got to yeah, get back. Got to get back on Monday. Got to get back. That's right. For sure. I think we... Uh, We've been talking for a while, and yeah, we um, right we, uh, we're talking about fitness, and I want to go work out. Yep. So time to go get it in. Time right for you now. to make me that pre-workout. Hey, here's a fun fact: maybe we do, or maybe we don't feel like working out right now. Doesn't matter. What's going to happen? We're going. We're going. All right, you guys go get it in as well. We appreciate you. JB squared. Out.